basketball the basketball segment of the fantasy fanatics podcast i'll be your host today james and i'll just introduce everyone that we have here since we have got a big group of guys uh nate what's up man so mete's back with us what's up mete yo yo and terry back again two weeks in a row how's it going terry going on? what's going on and we got a special guest today, our boy Michael. Uh, he's a basketball expert for fantasy. He's got a degree in sports management. So uh, it's great to have you on, Mike. What's good, man? Nice to be here. All right, guys, we're going to talk some playoff basketball today. Um, we'll just take a look at some of the scores that happened on Sunday. Then we'll move right into the NBA play-ins. Uh, there's, a, I think, four games for that. And then uh, if there needs to be a tiebreaker game, that'll happen. And then we'll move right into the round one playoff series. So uh, let's just get started here. Looking at the scores from Sunday, the last day of the regular season, all the teams played. We had the New York Knicks beating the Boston Celtics 96 to 92. Uh, Nate, I'll just start with you since uh, you've been following the Knicks quite a bit this season. How's this team looking going into the playoffs? Um, I mean, I think they're looking pretty good. I didn't see this game specifically, but um, I noticed that uh, Julius Randle had a really good game, seven assists, seven rebounds with 20 points. And beating the Celtics is usually a good sign. So, yeah. Yeah, Celtics pretty shorthanded in this game. Uh, hopefully they will get healthier heading into the playoffs. Uh, taking a look at the next game, the Indiana Pacers topping the Toronto Raptors 125 to 113. Uh, Mete, let me just uh, talk to you about this. Big Raptors fan. Um, I think this was a year to pretty much forget for the Raptors. Uh, yeah, it's been a rough year for the Raptors, but at least now it's behind us and we can just look forward. Just looking at the box score, it looks like our old uh, 905 member, O'Shea Brissett, did us dirty with 31 points. So that's kind yeah. of rough. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And uh, moving to the next game, the Washington Wizards uh, beating out the Charlotte Hornets, 115 to 110. And I'll get to you, Mike, on this. Uh, how are the Wizards looking heading into the play-in? The Washington Wizards, they're looking good, honestly. Like, I'm pretty confident that they could beat the uh, the Celtics going into the play-in to get the uh, the seventh seed. I don't see why not. Bradley Beal and Russell uh, Westbrook, they they cancel out the best two Boston Celtics players, and I think the Wizards have a little more depth. So, Yeah, for sure. And um, just looking at the next game here, Terry, I'll get to you. The Phoenix Suns beating the San Antonio Spurs 123-121. to it looks like the Spurs brought all of their starters back in after a day's rest before, uh, but they still couldn't get it done against the Suns. Um, how are the Spurs looking heading into the play-in? Spurs are looking a little bit shaky, as we all know, for the past week. Um, they were just trying to fight off the Kings and the Pelicans for that 10th seed, and now they're going to have to play against a uh, Memphis Grizzlies team that is willing to knock them out just to face against the Warriors or the Lakers for that uh, second playoff spot for Dave Seed. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of the Memphis Grizzlies, they lost to the Golden State Warriors by a score of 113 to 101. Uh, Nate, I'll get to you on this game. Uh, Golden State's been pretty hot as of late. They take that eighth seed heading into the play-in. Uh, do you think they have a shot against the LA Lakers? 
Um, it'll be tough to say. Um, I mean, obviously, there's the question of how much depth do they have, but I mean, Steph Curry has been going off, so it shouldn't be too much of a problem. So there's a chance. Yeah, for sure. I can definitely agree with that. Um, just moving into the next game here, the Atlanta Hawks topping the Houston Rockets 124 to 95. Uh, the Hawks have a tough series coming up, Mete, against the New York Knicks. I know a lot of people are going to be siding with the Knicks on this matchup. What do you think the Hawks' chances are? Um, this is, I think this might be the closest series we have in the playoffs for the first round, at least. Um, I feel like it's going to seven and it could go either way, but right now I like the Hawks depth more, so I'm kind of siding with them. And also I want to give a shout out to Tony Snell, first 50-50, 100 season. Hey. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he had a stat line of all zeros before that, so oh, it was underrated. It was it was good to see him get that stat line. And um, yeah, just moving on to the next game here, uh, the Brooklyn Nets beating the Cleveland Cavs 123 to 109. And I guess just heading into the playoffs, I'll get to you, Mike, on this. Uh, Brooklyn looks healthier than they've been pretty much all season. So I think they should be a lock to pretty much go deep in the playoffs. I agree. Um, the only question is we've never seen a, like a team like this built other than LeBron James teams that, have actually gone and pushed and done something in playoffs like the Clippers last year and all these kind of super teams that kind of get built. They don't, the first year is usually a little shaky. So I'm a little skeptical on what to expect when the going gets tough in the playoffs, but there's no reason why you don't see them in the Eastern conference final on paper. Yeah, for sure. Uh, James Harden looking really solid in his uh, games back and uh, another team in the East that's looking really solid is the 76ers. They beat up on the Orlando Magic, 128-117. Uh, uh, Terry, just getting to you on this game, um, what do you actually think about Philly uh, going into the playoffs? The rotation looks nice outside of Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and the usual starters. As always, you got Dwight Howard coming off the bench, uh, Maxi as well. And let's not forget about Shake Milton anytime uh, Ben Simmons was injured during the regular season. I believe that they are a team that you should expect to uh, face off against the Nets probably in the Eastern Conference Finals. Aside from that, um, you can tell Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons are willing to carry this team to the promised land. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the 76ers are they're, they're well bit, built for a playoff run. And um, looking at the next game, the Miami Heat being the Detroit Pistons, 120-107. to 107. Um, Miami's been hot as of late. So, uh, Nate, I just wanted to get your thoughts on whether Miami can make another deep playoff run this year. Um, it's going to be a lot tougher than last year. Um, just looking at the bracket, if they manage to beat the Bucks, assuming I think Brook Brooklyn makes it to the next round, they'd have to face the Nets and then they'd have to face the 76ers right after. So, um, it's going to be a tough ladder to climb. Yeah, I guess speaking of another tough ladder in the East, uh, Milwaukee actually losing the final game of the season to Chicago, uh, 118 to 112. I'm not sure how many starters played for each team, but um, Mete, um, just getting to you, I don't think we can expect the Bucs to go out early. And I guess how deep do you see the Bucs going in the playoffs? Uh, I think the Bucs should be at least making the second round. Um they're very talented, but for the last couple of years now, they've been 
kind of disappointing in the playoffs. So let's hope that they don't have another disappointing run. Yeah, for sure. I know that, um, I know Yanis, uh, at times he struggled in the playoffs. Um, he hasn't also had a lot of secondary scoring behind him. So it's been pretty tough for the Bucks. So hopefully they will do something this year. And just looking at another one of the upsets here, the Minnesota Timberwolves upsetting the Dallas Mavericks, 136 to 121. Um, just getting to you, Mike, on this um, game, but specifically Dallas, um, how, how do you like them going into the playoffs? Uh, they haven't been that hot going in. Uh, I know they had uh, caught up to many of the, the, the mid teams there in the West, but uh, how do you see Dallas going into the playoffs? The, they're going to go in with confidence. When you have Don Donchets, you have you have what I would say probably a top five player in the league, and uh, you should go in, in confidently with him, just because it's Donchets, and I think they got to play the Clippers in the first round. They have uh, a bit of history; they kind of know each other. They should have uh, like I don't expect them come going far, but they should definitely put up a better fight than most think. Yeah, for sure. Um, they they definitely uh, moved up in the standings after a pretty horrible start for their standards to the season. And um, just looking at the next game here, you got the Lakers uh, topping the Pelicans one ten to ninety eight. And Terry, I want to ask you: Is this Clipper or sorry, is this Lakers team healthy enough to you know make a run, uh, whether it's in the play in or in the playoffs? I feel like they do have enough talent to make a run, especially a deep run. You look at the names. I mean. Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Andre Drummond, even got Dennis Schroeder, who doesn't get enough shine at point guard. Um, I feel like they're just pulling the wool over our eyes for the regular season just so they can embarrass a lot of teams come playoff time. Yeah, and I know the, this Lakers team, they haven't been healthy most of the year. They did drop in the standings. Uh, they get a tough battle against the Warriors in the play-in, but uh, if they can get through that, I think they definitely have a chance to move forward in the bracket. And um, just getting to their counterpart, uh, the LA Clippers, they did lose to the OKC Thunder, a 117 to 112. I don't believe uh, many of their players played in this game, but uh, getting to you, Nate, on the Clippers, uh, this team is pretty much built to win in the playoffs, but they just haven't done it yet. Yeah, I mean, on paper, they should be able to beat a lot of teams, but I guess they just haven't really been playing to their potential, so... I guess it's kind of the whole, um, yeah, you can build a super team, but chemistry is important as well. Yeah, I definitely can I just add, Can I just add yeah, one thing? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. They tanked their last two games to avoid playing the Lakers in the playoffs. Okay? Just remember that. <laughs> big, big brain move. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. No, I, I like the Clippers' chances moving forward in the bracket. I, I don't think that they should have a problem beating Dallas, uh, assuming their team's healthy. And then I guess just going forward, whether they play the Jazz or whoever they play, um, it'll definitely get tougher from there. But I definitely like the Clippers' chances. Uh, two other playoff teams here, Portland beating Denver, 132-116. to 116. Um, I'll get to you, Mete, on this one. Which of these two teams do you see having a chance going deeper in the playoffs? Um, it's These two teams are going to be facing off each other, actually, in the first round. So... You're basically asking me who I think will win the series, and uh, I'm kind of biased towards Portland because I love Melo and Powell's there now. But I think it'll be a seven-game series for sure. Could go either way, and yeah, I'll go with Portland. 
Yeah, um, Portland's been on a tear lately. I know that they um, they've just been really pouring it on. Their team's gotten healthy. Um, there's no reason why they can't uh, try and make a run there in the West. I know it's going to be tough, and um, I'll get to you uh, for this last one, Mike. Uh, the Utah Jazz being the Sacramento Kings, one twenty-one to ninety-nine. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent on Donovan Mitchell's status for the playoffs. Uh, the question is, is he going to be returning? And if he doesn't, does this team still have a chance to go through the playoffs? I think uh, you have to. You can't discredit how good they have been on defense, and I think defense wins you games. I think Donovan Mitchell is going to give it a go. I don't know how how healthy he'll be. But they have these random guys like Ingles, Jordan Clarkson, and these guys can, like, just go off for one game, you know, drop, like, 30 points, and then, like, be quiet for the rest of the series. So if those those guys step up big, then I sh- should see – they should win, in my opinion. They should go to the conference finals. But the problem is they're Utah, and they let everyone down. <laughs> I know That's they have I, ben- bench guys – yeah, they have bench guys like Bogdanovich too, and like yeah, guys, too, yeah. yeah, they they can pop off at, at pretty much any time. Um, yeah, so I, I think that they're definitely first seed for a reason. I I don't think people should be sleeping on them, and I definitely think that they can uh, make a splash heading into the playoffs. But uh, speaking of the playoffs, uh, we're gonna start here with the play-in. Just taking a look at uh, what's going on here with the games. Um, we're gonna start here in the East with the seven-eight game. Uh, the Boston Celtics, the seventh seed, playing home to the Washington Wizards with the eighth seed. And um, this time, Terry, I'm going to start with you. Um, who do you like in this one-game scenario? In a one-game scenario between Boston and Washington at the moment, I just got to go with the hotter team, and that's the Washington Wizards. Uh, you, We already know that Jalen Brown is going to be out for the whole entire uh, playoffs. So having said that, it's going to be Jason Tatum, Evan Fournier, and probably a couple other guys that are going to have to carry the load. Having said that, um, I just feel Washington's just been on a hot streak as of recently. Having said that, Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook, they can just drop 80 points on you, and then they can have the supporting cast just add an additional, I don't know, 40 points, 50 points, and just win a game. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'll get to you, Mike, on this. Do you agree with him or do you have a different... um, I agree. The problem is, like, Russell Westbrook can win you a game and he can also lose you a game. And I can see this game being, like, super close, down to the wire, they're up by, like, two points, and then Westbrook just, like, throws a stupid turnover, Boston (laughs) go down and hit, like, uh, a mid-range jumper for the win, you know? But I think Washington has no excuse to not beat the Celtics, and... uh, We'll see how it goes. Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook are better than the Celtics top two, and that's kind of how you measure up in playoffs, right? Yeah, um, Nate, just getting to you on that, um, do you have a similar view to them on this Wizards team, or do you like Boston here? Um, I think Boston would have had more of a shot if Jalen Brown was still healthy, but it's going to be um, really tough, especially considering there's only one game, so... The Wizards have been really hot as well, so I think I'd have to take the Wizards. And um, lastly, Mete, with you, are you on the Wizards train or do we have a Boston supporter here? Yeah, I'm going with the Wizards too. Uh, Like you guys said, Jalen Brown is out, but Robert Williams is actually a great player too, and he's out, so that's a big blow for the Celtics. Uh, Yeah, um, let me just support 
the Celtics here since no one clearly wants to support them. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying that I'm all in on the Celtics, but I mean, Jason Tatum is Jason Tatum. We've seen him perform in big games. We've seen him carry Boston teams that have no business winning. Um, Kemba Walker is still there. Evan Fournier, like you can just go down the list. I know their center depth is bad right now. Um, but this team uh, with Jason Tatum can always have a shot of winning. And like you said, West, uh, Westbrook could just have a random turnover there at the end of the game and cost this team the win. I mean, Jason Tatum can go down and hit from pretty much anywhere when it's a game-winning shot. So um, this series, um, we can't overlook Boston. Uh, we, I mean, we can favor Washington if we want, but I think both teams definitely have a good chance of coming out of this game, not to mention that Boston has the home court advantage. So um yeah, that's that's just a small defense for for the Boston Celtics. And um, just moving to um, the 9-10 game, um, this time I'll start with you, Mete. Um, just your thoughts on who is going to come out between uh, Indiana at 9th and Charlotte at 10th. Uh, this one is kind of tough for me. The Pacers, like on paper, they have a very solid roster, but it seems like every year they're like bottom tier playoff team. And right now, just looking off the injury report, they're missing a, quite a few players. So I think I'll take the Hornets here. All right, Nate, what about you? Do you like the Hornets as well, or do you see this Pacers team going through? Um, I'm kind of similar. Um, I, it's like, and I think earlier in the season, the Pacers looked really solid, and then they started uh, getting a bunch of injuries and. I don't think they're close to the team that they were before. Um, I think the Hornets, they also had, I think Gordon Hayward was out for a while. It looks like Cody Martin is out for a bit. So um, I don't know if they're going to be in to the play on probably. So we guess we'll have to see how healthy they are, but I guess I'd still take the Hornets. All right, uh, Mike, what about you? Where do you side here? Uh, it's tough to say. Like, Miles Turner is going to be a big loss for them. Charlotte's basically healthy. Just Hayward's not playing. So, I don't know. Like, Indiana was beefing with their coach not long ago. And, like, all signs basically point to no one's happy, no one's happy in Indiana. And I just feel like, like, that Charlotte team, they got chemistry. They got, like, they're fun to play with. And I don't see why they can't beat the Pacers. They don't really scare me offensively. So as long as uh, Charlotte can kind of figure out their defensive schemes, they should be okay to win that game. And then, Terry, to you, what do you think about this one one, one game? It's just one game. Honestly, I would have said the Hornets, but, I mean, don't get me wrong. The Hornets are a great uh, team to watch, just with LaMelo Ball and whatnot. You got Terry Rozier, Devontae Graham. I could go down the list and probably name almost all the young talent that they have that can probably win them the game. The thing is, on the other side, you have a Pacer team that is uh, playoff hardened. Uh, Demonte Sabonis, I mean, I can name a few more, but off the top of my head, it's the injuries that the Pacers have will affect them when it comes to playoff time. We don't know the status of half of their roster. And having said that, I mean, I got to go with the Hornets. I thought I would have been the only guy going Hornets, but I guess everyone else likes them too. Uh, yeah, I once again, I'm going to defend the team that no one's giving love to. Uh, I will defend the Pacers here. Um, just looking at their um, injury report, um, there's a lot of questionable guys. So uh, I don't know whether Brogdon's going to play. 
I know Lavert sat out a game recently. Uh, Sabonis is always questionable. But, I mean, if you get these guys into the lineup, a lot of them have playoff experience. Uh, they've played in series before. This Charlotte team's very young. And it's a one-game scenario. They might not have the juice uh, that it takes to win. So if the Pacers can get as many uh, players in as possible, and then, of course, you get the home court advantage. They are allowing a small number of fans in now. So um, it, it is a one-game scenario. So I could definitely see there being a, a shot for the Pacers. Um, uh, I generally side toward the Hornets as well, but I definitely want to give some the Pacers some love there for sure. Um, and yeah, uh, let me just move here into the West to the 7-8. Uh, I think this is the biggest game. This game's going to get the most eyes uh, here in the play-in. It's the LA Lakers at seventh against the Golden State Warriors at eighth. Um, Terry, I'm going to start with you here. Um, who do you like in this game? Um, just off the top of my head, I probably got to go with the Lakers. But when I look at it more from a different standpoint, you got to go with the Warriors. I mean, Stephen Curry's just been carrying this team. And sometimes when a person does say carry it, kind of just says there's a lot of scrubs on the team. But when you look at the team even closer, you got Kelly Oubre, Draymond Green. I'm not sure if Wiseman's in or out, but if he is in, that's him as well. Andrew Wiggins, a former first-round pick. This team isn't full of scrubs. This team has value at the wings, at the front court. I mean, I feel like the Warriors could win it just due to the fact that it is a one-game scenario, as you said, with all these previous other games. And I feel like the Lakers might squeeze in as they've seen. All right, Mike, getting to you, I know you're a big Lakers fan. Do you see them passing through or do you like the Warriors? It's tough to say. Depend. It all depends on how healthy LeBron plays, uh, how LeBron is and how healthy Anthony Davis is. I'm a firm believer that this Lakers team is way better than what they were last year. I think they've added the right players. They drum in Schroeder. They've, they look way better than what they were last year. The problem is they don't have Steph Curry, who can go off for 60 points at any given day. Mm-hmm. Um, and another like fun little like snippet about this game is, so Andrew Wiggins, when he came into the league, he got actually traded from Cleveland to uh, Minnesota for, the, for Kevin Love that year. So uh, Kevin uh, Andrew Wiggins might be uh, – having like a little chip on his shoulder trying to play like, yo, screw LeBron, like whatever. He traded me and he never even gave me a chance type of stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if the, uh, like I wouldn't be surprised if Golden State wins, but I don't expect him to. I'm going to have to side with the Lakers just because of quality of team and depth. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Nate, how do you feel about this one game scenario? Um, I think that on paper, the Lakers should be able to win. But I guess it's like everyone's saying, like Steph Curry is like kind of like the big factor, and the Warriors they're not, they're not. I mean, they do have some depth, just not as much as um the Lakers. So to me, it's kind of like a toss up. But I guess I would side with the Lakers a little bit. Yeah, and then Mete, how do you see this game? Um, this should be the Lakers winning. Like they're the defending champions. Um, they just got LeBron and AD back. They should win this, I think. Yeah, um, just taking a look at it, uh, I guess, um, in a similar lens. Um, a lot of times uh, teams will like put two or three guys on Steph Curry because they know the kind of playmaker that he is. Um, he creates chances. But, I mean, they also have Draymond Green, who um, 
he's almost as equally good as a playmaker as Steph Curry is. And I mean, playing uh, better too. yeah. And I mean, he can set up um, good shots for pretty much any player on the court there. Um, if LeBron and AD are not 100%, I guarantee they will lose this game. They're going to have to come in fully prepared to handle the speed of Steph Curry and the Warriors offense. They're passing so efficient and they just create low, open looks for many different players. So uh, it is going to be a toss up. Uh, assuming everyone's fully healthy, I am going to side with the Lakers, but uh, there's definitely room for Golden State to provide an upset here. Um, and then um, actually, uh, Terry, let me start with you on this matchup since you're a pretty big Spurs fan, the 9-10 game. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies at the ninth seed um, facing the San Antonio Spurs at the 10th seed. Do the Spurs have any shot here at winning this game? My heart always says go with the Spurs, but my brain always says, in this case, got to go with the Grizzlies. I mean, John Morant, Dylan Brooks, Jonas Valanciunas, just with the matchup at the center position, I mean, Jonas can bully any of the centers on the Spurs as we speak. I mean, Jakob Pertl, Drew uh, Banks. And aside from those two, I mean, that's the center depth that you have at uh, the five for the Spurs. Then you just see the explosiveness from John Morant. He can probably, uh, he's probably one of the quicker guys in the league. And having said that, um, DeJounte Murray is going to have his hands full in that matchup. But what everyone's going to pay attention to for Spurs is can DeMar DeRozan clutch out a win? And right now, the Spurs need a win if they want to make it into that eighth seed. But for some reason, I just have a feeling that the Grizzlies are a well-oiled machine and that they will come out with a victory. Yeah, and Mike, how about you? How do you see this game? Yeah, it's tough to say because, like, the Spurs were pretty not good all year, and somehow they still get into a playing game. Uh, Popovich is one of the best coaches in the, uh, the league if not of all, one of the best of all time. It's hard to uh, not kind of bet on the Spurs. But at the same time, like Memphis, they have the experience. They kind of want some revenge from last year. So it's tough to say. I think it's honestly a, a toss-up. I like DeRozan. I think he's going to be super efficient. I think DeJounte Murray is going to be able to guard John Moran pretty easily. So I'm going to have to side with the Spurs just on a couple players and just coaching advantage. But I do like uh, what your buddy said with uh, JV having a very underrated season. So, Yeah, for sure. And um, Mete, I'll get to you on this. I know you're a big JV fan, especially when he was with the Raptors. Uh, do you see Memphis playing out this game or do you like the Spurs? Um, this is actually a very tough call for me. Like you said, I love JV, but on the other side, we have DeRozan and Pirtle. Uh Grizzlies have been playing better lately, so it might have I might have to go with them. I think they've got better depth than the Spurs, so I think they can pull it out. All right, and then Nate, how do you see this one game scenario? Well, I guess just looking at um some of their last matchups, um I think they had, I think they played three games this season. I think the Spurs only won one, but it was by a lot. The other two games, the Grizzlies won by a lot. So, I mean, I don't know. I guess I would still side um, with the, the Grizzlies. I mean, there is a chance that the Spurs will just um, go off and win, but 
uh, I still have to go with the Grizzlies on this. Yeah, one thing that I noticed from watching the Spurs this season is uh, they're not very consistent. Uh, you can't seem to get a consistent effort from this team game in and game out. Uh, I don't know whether it, it comes to uh, – it might come to playing defense um, and even just scoring. Like they could go off for 140 and then not even put up 100 the next night. And it could be just against random teams. Like they could put up 140 on Milwaukee and then uh, lose to the Magic and not even put up 100. Like this team has just been all over the place this year. Um, I mean, of course, I like the Spurs. I cheer for the Spurs all the time. I, I just really don't see a, a way for them to win this game unless DeMar just puts the team on his back and just drops like a 40-piece or something. Uh, there's there's really a, no way around it. Um, I, I think I am going to side with Memphis here, but I, I guess I will be cheering for the Spurs. And um, uh, just moving into the, um, the battle for the eighth seeds now, um, we'll, we'll start off um, with, t- we'll, we'll go with the majority here. So we'll put the, the Hornets through here. And most of you said Boston will lose. So uh, if we're looking at Boston against the Hornets, uh, Mete, I'll start with you. Uh, who wins that matchup? Um, Boston and Hornets. Uh, it's kind of tough. Boston has been like very underwhelming this season. But at the same time, like you guys said, the Hornets are very young. So I'll take the experienced Boston Celtics wise to take the eighth seed. And Nate, how about you? How do you like this game? Um, I mean, I want to say that the Hornets would be able to beat the Celtics because of, I guess, like um, injuries. But I feel like uh, Boston has uh, more playoff experience. So I guess I'd have to go with the Celtics. Mike, how about you? What do you like in this matchup? Yeah, just coaching and experience, I'd have to go Boston too, but it would be nice to see Charlotte kind of move on and start developing like those young guys into playoff runs. But either way, I think whoever gets in is just going to be playing for to not get swept. And then, Terry, how do you see this game? I'll go with the Celtics on this. I mean, it's basically James Bergio versus Brad Stevenson. Um, we already know that Stevenson is a well-established coach in this league. Then we look at the stars on each side of the ball, uh, Jason Tatum. As you mentioned earlier, he can basically put up any shot and then it can go in. Having said that, you look on the counterpart of the Charlotte Hornets and then you got Lamelo Ball, a feisty young guy that has proven a lot of people wrong. Um, looking at supporting cast, I mean, Hopefully, Robert Williams is going to be healthy for the second game if it goes down to that. And then when you compare them against guys like P.J. Washington, Cody Zeller, I mean, the Time Lord is basically the next upcoming guy when it comes to fantasy leagues, not to mention uh, the center position. Um, Having said that, I should just wrap it up by saying Austin probably by at least 10. Yeah, let me give some love to the Hornets here. If they can get Gordon Hayward back for this game, it could be a big revenge game for him. Let me just say that. Uh, And if he does come back, this Hornets team seems a lot deeper. And then you can look at the possibility of them beating Boston. Uh, But then other than that, yeah, like you guys mentioned, this Boston team's more experienced and they seem a little bit deeper. So I definitely like Boston's chances there. And then moving to the eight seed game for the West, um, most of us put the Grizzlies through and had the Warriors losing. So Grizzlies against Warriors. Terry, who do you like in this matchup? 
Grizzlies and Warriors, eh? Aye, aye. Uh, gotta go with the Warriors on this. I mean, I already mentioned the talent they got. Uh, Wiggins, Oubre, Curry, Draymond, uh, Looney, if you consider him a system player or something like that. Uh, I just feel like they're going to have a better chance against the Grizzlies. Plus, they just beat them on Sunday. Yeah, for sure. Mike, who do you like in that uh, game, Memphis and Golden State? Yeah, I... Uh... I'm not a I'm not a Grizzlies believer, but they do have pieces to kind of put up fights and honestly most matchups. But I'm gonna have to take uh, Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors to kind of move on for that eighth seed. Yeah, Nate, what about you? Who do you like in that scenario? Um, I'd like to say that the Grizzlies can take it if uh, JV goes off because I believe he is a better center than most of the guys on the Warriors, assuming that. Wiseman is not playing so there might be a chance if they um, out rebound the Warriors but assuming that they're not able to do that um, the Warriors would win and then Mete to you um, just who do you like in this matchup uh, yeah I agree with everyone um, the Grizzlies they'll have a tough time this matchup if Curry can't get it done against the Lakers he's gonna carry this game I think and get them late, see. Yeah, um, I definitely think that Steph Curry, he, he can pretty much get it done in a one-game scenario. Um, it's going to be tough to bet against him in a game against a team like Memphis. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Warriors as well. I, I definitely like their chances. All right, guys, let's just hop right into the playoff series now. Um, uh, let's just start in the West here uh, with the one seed. Uh, the Utah Jazz, um, Terry, uh, just break down the series. Um, I know for consensus, we had Golden State going in at the eighth seed, but just break down uh, what a series like that might look like or maybe some other potential teams that could get in there to face the Jazz. We're looking at the uh, series that we agreed upon, so the Warriors and the Jazz. I feel like the Jazz have a chance of beating these guys. As for what game they may finish them in, I want to say probably at least game six, if anything. Um, the main thing when everyone thinks of the Utah Jazz is they're a defensive-minded team. They're not just that, but they also uh, were a top-five team when it came to points per game. I believe they were probably behind the Wizards and the Nets for, like, the fourth seed with around 116 points a night on average. So having said that, I feel like the Jazz would win that series against the Warriors. As uh, I believe you guys said earlier, Guys like Boyan Bogdanovich, Jordan Clarkson, Royce O'Neal, uh, Ilya Sova, those guys are important to this Utah Jazz rotation just because they can't rely on those star guys like Andrew Wiggins or even a Kelly Oubre or Stephen Curry. Having said that, uh, at the start of the year, Utah was getting a lot of comparisons to the 2014, I believe, San Antonio Spurs. And if we remember, the Spurs did win the chip that year just because they played a, well, great team basketball. And that's my point on the one in AFC. Yeah, for sure. Let me just pass this around the room. Uh, just give me your winner of this series and give me how many games. I'll start with you, Mete. Uh, Utah or Golden State and how many games? Uh, I'm going to pick an upset here. I'll go Warriors in seven. Jeez, okay. That, that's pretty bold. Uh, Nate, what about you? Um, uh, I don't know. 
I guess it's kind of a toss-up. I'll say Jazz and seven, though. Mike, what about you? If you got a healthy Connolly and a healthy Mitchell, I'll take the Jazz in five. Uh, if you have a healthy team, I'll take the Jazz in four. I think they're so deep. I I don't see how the Warriors can do anything against this team. If uh, Mitchell's not healthy, then you get into like five games, six games. But I still see uh, Utah getting through. Um, and then just moving uh, to the second seed matchup, uh, the Phoenix Suns. I think we have them up against the Lakers. Uh, Mike, let me give you this breakdown. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I feel bad for Chris Paul just because he's always got that stigma like he can't kind of do anything in the playoffs with the Clippers stuff from when he was in New Orleans. And, like, this just sucks. He's got to play LeBron and Anthony Davis. Like, it's tough for the, the, the Suns to really do anything. It's the worst possible matchup for the Suns just because, like, Aiden's not the biggest guy to be able to guard, like, the Davises and the Drummonds. So, like, you might have to use Sarge a lot in this game, and it's going to hurt you offensively. Um, it's just the worst possible matchup for a really good Suns team. And I, if the Lakers are healthy, which they are hopefully going to be, I would take the Lakers in five, maybe six. The size is just going to be too much of a factor. And like, like I said, that team is way better than what they were last year with the additions of Schroeder and Drummond. And just like Kuzma's got that experience. LeBron's not going to be messing around. Like this is playoff time and defense wins you games and like Phoenix I can't see them being able to stop Davis and LeBron. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Nate, what do you think about the series? Uh, which team do you like and how many games? Um, I guess it's going to be uh, tough to say, but I feel like the, the Suns, they're pretty good this year. So I think the Suns could be able to take it maybe in six or seven games. All right, Mete, uh, what do you see in this series? Uh, how many, which team and how many games? Yeah, I'm going um, Lakers in six. All right, Terry, uh, what do you, who do you like and how many games? It's tough. Um, I want to say Lakers in six. But the Suns will put up a defensive fight. Yeah, I like the Lakers from uh, if they're fully healthy. Um, I know we shouldn't sleep on the Suns. They've been good all year. Um, but I think I might have to take Lakers in six or seven. Um, assuming, like, once they get out of the play-in, they should be getting healthier by then. I feel like their, their least um, point of health is going to be in the play-in. Uh, they should move towards better health as they go through the playoffs. Um, just assuming... Um, Davis and LeBron get into their groove. So uh, I think they can pass through um, the Suns team. Um, just moving into the, the third seed here uh, with Denver uh, against Portland. Nate, I'm going to get to you for this series. Uh, just break it down. Um, how do you see the series going? Sure. So um, I guess the first thing that we should probably talk about is, I guess, like injuries. So um, Jamal Murray, obviously, he's out for the rest of the season, but uh, not really any major injuries other than, I guess, Will Barton being out, but he should be healthy for the series. Um, Blazers are fully healthy as well. In terms of depth, I feel like um, Denver can go a little bit deeper than the Blazers can, but the Blazers, I think as of right now, they have um, more top-end talent, mainly because Jamal Murray is out. Um, in terms of stats, they're 
pretty even. Um, I think they're uh, the whole team's point per game average is like one point difference. The Blazers are slightly higher, but like one point. Defense and t- defensive stats, they're pretty um, even as well. It's like rebounds is like off by like 0.1 and their blocks is off by 0.5. And in their head to head, it was, um, I think, Denver 1 2 1. But I think they're, the second game they played in April was really close. And the third game they played, the Blazers won by 16 points. So I think it's going to be a seven game series. Um, It'll probably depend on um, if the Blazers, I guess, top end talent can last for seven games. So if they can, I'd say Blazers in seven. But if they can, I'd say Denver in seven. Um, So do you have a definitive pick uh, just off the top of your head or uh, how do you see it going? I guess assuming that the Blazers kind of uh, burn out at the tail end of the series, I'd say Denver in seven. All right. Um, moving to you, Mike. Uh, who do you like in this series? How many games? Um, Denver has the probably the MVP of the year, but I've also seen Lillard put away way too many teams when it matters. If it goes to seven games, I'm going to take Portland. I wouldn't be surprised if Denver Denver wins the series in like five or six. And if they do that, then I would I would. It's tough to say. I'm going to have to go with Denver just because they have the MVP of the league. All right, Terry, who do you like in this series? Denver and six. Um, who's going to stop Jokic in the paint at the five spot? I mean, you do have Enos Kanter, but sometimes he is a liability on defense. Having said that, uh, you have the former Denver Nugget, Yusuf Nurkic there as well. He is a great defensive uh, piece for the Trailblazers, but... I have a feeling that the Nuggets are more of a well-developed machine when it comes to team ball compared to the Portland Trail Blazers. And Mete, who do you like in this series? How many games? Uh, like I said before, I'm going with the Blazers in seven. I'm a little biased because I kind of like their roster. But honestly, I think they're deeper and the Nuggets not having more is a big role. Yeah, um, I think I'm also going to shed some love for the uh, Blazers just because of their hot streak they're on right now. I know in any sport, it's important to go into the playoffs on a hot streak. Uh, you can't undermine that. It's it's something that uh, teams thrive on when they get to the playoffs. And I guess the, the way the whole team is playing, uh, they've put away big teams on their way to this winning streak. And um, I just think they keep rolling in the playoffs. I think Portland in six or seven, uh, is how it's going to shake out. Uh, definitely them winning it in six will be beneficial since they'll be winning it at home. Um, and then just moving uh, to the four or five matchup, uh, Mete, I'm going to get to you to analyze this, the LA Clippers uh, against the Dallas Mavericks. So I think this is a interesting matchup because last year in the first round, they played each other and it ended up going to six games. But honestly... I feel like this year it's going to be worse for the Mavericks since last year Paul George had the worst playoffs of his career. And I don't think he'll be playing that bad again this year. Um, with the addition of Ibaka, they even got Cousins midway during the season. They're like very deep. And I'd be very surprised if the Clippers lose here. So I have them winning. And so I said last year, 
It's not going to be like last year. I'll have to have them in five. Mavericks will win one game. All right, Terry, uh, which team do you like here and how many games? I feel like I got to go with the LA Clippers here. Probably in five games, uh, just due to the fact that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard do have something to prove just because of the fact that they did choke, what was it, a 3-1 lead against the Nuggets, um, something like that. Having said that, they have a chip on their shoulder and they want to make a statement against the Dallas Mavericks team. All right, Mike, who do you like? Am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Probably just keep it PG. I don't want to have to bleep everything. Yeah. <laughs> Clippers, the Clippers are waste mans. Um, that being said, I can't I can't see them losing to Dallas. They have way too much to prove, the Clippers. Like, for, like if, if they go out first round, if, even if they go out second round, like Kawhi's not going to be happy doing that. And he's got a contract coming up. Paul George is going to have to get traded. Like, they're going to have to blow things up. So I'm going to have to go with the Clippers in five. All right, Nate, what about you? Which team and how many games? Um, it's kind of hard to say for me. Uh, I guess maybe the Clippers in six. Yeah, um, I also like the Clippers in six. Uh, give Luca the benefit of the doubt for two games. He can put on a, a hot streak where he's just making every three imaginable on the floor. Um, I mean, if Porzingis is healthy, that definitely gives them a decent shot. It's not really a good one with how deep the Clippers are, but, um, you know, Dallas is going to be home. If it's going to six games, they'll be home three out of those six games. So maybe give them two games there. Um, the Clippers at home, they're just too dangerous. They have too many good players on the court. Um, it, it's going to be tough for Dallas to come up with the series, but remember how we were all picking the Clippers to Put, go through them easily last year and it didn't happen so um yeah i'll give um dallas some benefit of the doubt but i still do like the clippers in this series um yeah let's just move on to the eastern conference um we'll start with the first seed philly uh mike let me get to you on this we had them facing against boston who would you like in this series um i think it's clear cut that philly is just a better team um they don't have – they have Doc Rivers now. That's their coach. And he's proven in the playoffs. He's won championships. It's hard to say Boston can take a game. Give them credit uh, – give them benefit of the doubt with Danny Ainge as their coach. Maybe they get one. Embiid and Simmons, two of the – like two of the best defenders. Embiid's a powerhouse on offense. They got Thibault, who's one of the, one of the better uh, lockdown defense defenders too. I'm a firm believer defense wins you games in playoffs in any sport. So I'm going to take the uh, the Sixers in five. All right, Nate, who do you like in this series? How many games? Um, I think I would take um, Philadelphia as well. They're just way too deep. And this is pretty much um, their year to take it. So, yeah, I'll take um, Philadelphia in six. All right, Terry, how about you? Good question. I know it's going to be the sixes. I just don't know in how many games. I want to say five games, if anything. I feel like Brad Stevens is going to steal a game over Doc Rivers just due to the fact that Rivers has some streaky experiences with a couple of his teams. I mean, we've seen it with the Celtics. We've seen it with the Clippers. Uh, and 
how many chips does Rivers have? Just like one or two. I'm not a thousand percent sure on that, but six is in five. All right, Mete, how about you? Who do you like? How many games? Um, like you guys said, I like the six series, but I actually think this can be going to seven. Um, if the Celtics can get Robert Williams, he's a very good defender. I think he can do a good, solid job on Joel Embiid. So I think they could actually make a good series out of it. But Sixers and seven. Yeah, I know we saw um, in, uh, I guess, 2019 and a little bit in 2020 how uh, Marcus Gasol was able to lock down Embiid. I know Embiid has transformed as a player since then. Uh, he's definitely more dynamic, but um, yeah, you get a guy on him. There's definitely upset potential. I don't see an upset though. I don't think Boston's deep enough right now to get past the 76ers. So I will say Philly and I'll say probably five games. Uh, that I think that's how it's looking. This Philly team is too deep not to just run through this Boston team. And uh, moving to the the two seven matchup, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Um, Mete, let me get to you on this matchup. We had them up against the Washington Wizards. Who do you like here? Oh, man, I'm praying this is actually the series we get because it's going to be Russell Westbrook against Kevin Durant, and who doesn't love those two going at it? Um, during the series, uh, season series, they actually split it. Um, I don't know. The thing with the Nets is obviously they're very talented, but their defense is kind of lacking, I think. So I feel like the Wizards could take a game or two. I'll say Nets in five. You good with that? Nets in five? Yeah. All right, Terry, who do you like here? Nets don't win in five. I don't know what to say. I mean, look at the talent they got. Irving, Harden, Durant. They got guys that are a little bit past their prime, like Griffin and I don't know who else. And then you got a sniper on, I believe, the three spot named Joe Harris. So they should win it in five games or less. All right, Mike, what do you think about the series? Yeah, Brooklyn's easily the, uh, the most talented team on paper. And like everyone's been saying, like, they're just so good. It's going to be hard to stop them. I said it earlier. I'll say it again. When pressure's on, I kind of want to see how they play. When Harden decides, you know what, maybe I want to take the last shot instead. Or Kyrie decides, yo, let me take this pull-up jumper instead of giving it to Rant. And kind of things escalate that way. Then maybe it's a different story. I just can't see Washington being the team that brings that out on them. I'm going to take the, uh, the Nets in five. All right, Nate, who do you like here? How many games? Um... I I feel like there's, uh, on paper, there's no reason why the Nets shouldn't win in five. But at the same time, um, we haven't seen all three of the the new big three, like, play. Have they played a game together? I don't think so. Maybe um, a couple. Yeah, like, maybe a couple. So there might be a chance that their chemistry is kind of off for a couple of games. So I guess I would say maybe the Nets in six. Uh, let me just say something here. Uh, there's definitely going to be at least one sweep in the first round. I, in NBA, it happens more than in any other sport. Um, assuming this Nets team can just put up points, they should be able to take this series in four with no questions asked because the Wizards' um, defensive stats aren't uh, really um, that 
as good, even even though um, Brooklyn's aren't that great as well. Um, Brooklyn's just the team that can put up more points. That's just a fact. And uh, with uh, assuming Harden's healthy, um, we're going to see some sweeps. I'll I'll pick this uh, series as a sweep. Uh, if the Nets don't sweep this series, I think I might actually have some concerns that this team might not go all the way. So, um, yeah, uh, I take Brooklyn as a sweep. And uh, moving into the three six, we got the Milwaukee Bucks uh, facing the Miami Heat. Uh, Nate, let me get to you for the breakdown of this series. So I guess this is interesting because I believe they did play last year in in the playoffs, and the Heat beat the Bucks. Um. But I think it's going to be a little bit different. Um, the Heat traded um, Olenek. They got Oladipo, but I think he's not going to be playing in the in the playoffs. Um, I think he had a season-ending ending injury on his knee, and he had to get surgery for it. But everyone else is fully healthy. Um, I think for the Bucks, everyone should be healthy for the playoffs as well. In terms of like overall depth, I think, uh, I think I'd take the Bucks, but they're kind of even now. But in terms of um, stats, the Bucks have like a huge advantage in like points. And in terms of defense, the Bucks also have an advantage on in terms of stats. But I think the Heat's advantage is that um, the the Bucks offense is um quote-unquote simple in the terms of uh the offense kind of runs through Yanis. so if you can find a way to stop him then you have a chance but the question is do you how are you going to stop um Yanis this year and i think the bucks are a lot deeper than last year as well in terms of um head-to-head i think the bucks are 2-1 so i think i if they can't stop Giannis, then it'd probably be Bucks and six. But if they can, it'd be Heat and seven. All right, uh, Mike, who do you like in this series? Yeah, so they played against each other in the conference finals last year with the Heat moving on. Uh, last year, they didn't have, the Bucks didn't have Drew Holiday. And uh, Drew Holiday, sneaky underrated player. And Chris Middleton, sneaky underrated player. Uh, your boy's right with saying the offense doesn't run through Giannis. So that worries me a little bit because Drew Holiday is not really known for his offensive game and Middleton's not really known for his offensive game. So if they can stop Giannis, Duncan Hero, Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero can kind of get hot from three. Bam's going to get his. Jimmy Butler's going to get his. I can see this going to seven games and I'll take the Bucks in seven. All right, Terry, what about you? Uh, which team do you like here? Another tough series. I mean, Giannis has to prove something because he got ousted by this hot Miami Heat team last year. Having said that, if the Bucks don't make it out of the first round, uh, there's a lot of faces going, uh, how should I say this? It's going to be a lot of speculation down in Milwaukee. Uh, I feel like the Bucks are going to win it, maybe in six games, but the Heat are going to keep it tight. And uh, Mete, who do you like in this series? How many games? Like Terry said, um, this is a big series for Budenholzer. If they don't win this, he might be fired. So they're basically playing for his job, I feel like, the Bucks, And I think they'll get the revenge this year. They will win in seven games. 
Yeah, I think I like the Bucks in seven. Uh, you guys talked about pressure to win. Um, pressure to win makes teams or breaks teams. And uh, lately with the Bucks, it's been breaking them. Of course, uh, losing to the Heat and then to the Raptors before then. Two years where they were expected to go all the way. I feel like they have less pressure on them this year with the fact that they're not the number one seed. Uh, they're not the favorite by everyone. They can sort of fly under the radar if they win this series. So um, I will take the Bucks in seven. And if they can fly under the radar, I think they have a sneaky chance to make a run this year in the playoffs. Um, just getting to the fourth, fifth matchup. Uh, Terry, let me get to you on this matchup. Uh, it's the Knicks against the Hawks. Um, can you just break down the series for us? Um, what should I say first? Both these teams have identical records. So if you want to just choose it off of that, good luck. Um, the Knicks are the surprising team coming out of the East this year. I don't think anyone assumed that they would have been in the playoffs, let alone be a fourth seed. Um, the only injury that the Knicks do have at the moment is Mitchell Robinson. He's out for the year. And then when you look at the Hawks, it's a lot of day-to-days. Uh, Backford, Danilo, Herter, I believe, has some ankle problem. Uh, Capella has some Achilles problem. And then you got, like, guys like Bojanovic and Goodwin, illness and hamstrings both. Uh, I know Knicks are probably one of the top teams when it comes to defense. And then you have the Hawks with the explosive firepower of Danilo, Bogdanovich, uh, Young. And then you got guys at uh, the four and the five spot, like Capella and John Collins. Um, this is going to be one of the longer series in the first round, just due to the fact that these two teams are, how should I say, scrappy and then they're young. Seven games, I believe the Knicks may win it, just due to the fact that they know how to hold teams under 100 points some nights. I believe uh, they held teams to 104 on average this year. Uh, just to finalize, Knicks and Seven. All right, Mete, who do you like in this series? Um, like Terry said, this is probably going to be a very close series. And for me, I'm kind of leaning towards Atlanta right now because I believe they have more depth. And under Nate McMillan, the Hawks have been very solid. Um, the Knicks were very surprising this year. First time they're in the playoffs for like for a long since a long time and I think it's gonna be their season's gonna be coming to an end. So how many games do you like the Hawks? I take the Hawks in seven. All right, Mike, just getting to you, I know you're a big fan on defense. Does that put the Knicks as front runners for you? Yeah, I I I'm gonna say the Knicks in six or seven. I would say Knicks in seven. Uh, Atlanta's better on paper for sure. Trey Young's a bum though, and Julius Randle is <laughs> Julius Randle. He's the most improved player in the league, and honestly, in my books, he's top five, top six, kind of in the MVP race this year, in my opinion. So, the Knicks have been shutting people down with ease all regular season. Playoffs is a different animal, I know, and I don't think Atlanta's any has seen defenses that they're going to throw at him to stop kind of Trey Young and Hunter and all those guys. So, I'm going to take. Uh, the Knicks in seven. All right, Nate, what do you think about the series? Who do you like? Um, I mean, we've been sleeping on the Knicks 
um, I guess at the beginning of the season, not expecting that and they'd end up being the fourth seed. So, I mean, why not, I guess, ride that and see how far they could go. So I guess maybe the Knicks in seven. All right. Yeah. Just looking at that series, uh, it's definitely going to go to seven games. I know a, a few of you guys gave love to the Hawks and then to the Knicks. Um, I think I got to side with the Knicks. I think Mike's right. Defense is just crucial in the playoffs. Um, it's just going to be really tough um, just for the Hawks to, you know, uh, get through this tough Knicks defense. Julius Randle has been a beast the whole year. Like uh, one of you mentioned MVP candidate this year. Um, yeah, he's just playing at another level. And I, I think the Knicks, um, they're going to get through and I think they're going to put up a fight in the second round for sure. Um, and yeah, uh, that's pretty much our, our recap of the series. Um, uh, just uh, both the play in and the first round of the playoffs. So thanks guys for that. And um, that's going to be the end of the big time basketball episode. Um, just check us out on YouTube, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Uh, like, subscribe, share, uh, hit the bell for notifications, leave us a review, all that good stuff. Uh, check us out on Instagram and Twitter at FanFanPodcast. We post picks for the games. Uh, we post other content like pickups and other things. So definitely give us a follow there. And um, that's going to be the end of this episode. Thanks again, guys. And we'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you.